the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. God evaluates his own work. Secondly, he takes pride in his work. Thirdly, he wants quality work. He said, I did a good job. This is good. And at the end of the project, he said, it is very good. A model to follow today on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely. Hi there. Welcome to our program. We are back in 1 Corinthians, a message that Pastor Leighton is simply entitled, Passing Inspection. God's work obviously passes inspection. How about yours? How about mine? How about our work as the church? That's what we're looking at today. Join us. Here's Pastor Leighton with today's program. After all, who is Apollos? Who is Paul? We're only God's servants, busboys, through whom you believe the good news. Each of us did the work the Lord gave us. I planted the seed in your hearts, and Paulus watered it, but it was God who made it grow. It's not important who does the planting or who does the watering. What's important is that God makes the seed grow. You see, it's all about Jesus. It's not about the workmen. Paul founded the church. Apollos nourished the church, but they weren't really important. What was really important is that God makes the seed grow. You see, it's all about God. And Jesus is God. And Jesus said, I will build my church. I will build my church. So we should never say something like, look at the church so-and-so built. Because if it's really a church of Jesus Christ, then it wasn't so-and-so who built it. It was Jesus Christ. Because Jesus Christ said, I will build my church. The one who plants and the one who waters work together with the same purpose. What is he saying? He says we should work together as a team. We each have our own parts. We have our different callings. We have our different spiritual gifts that we've been given. But God is the one who's orchestrating all of these parts to accomplish his work. And our, our goal is to work together in God's work. And both will be rewarded for their own hard work. You know, the Bible teaches clearly that God rewards based on individual merit. Now, I want to say that again because that might catch some of you by surprise. The Bible clearly teaches that God rewards based on individual merit. Now, we're not saved by individual merit. We're not saved by individual merit. We're saved by grace. But some of us are going to have greater treasures laid up in heaven for us because of the decisions and the sacrifices we chose to make while we were here on earth. Now, rewards are mentioned again later in this chapter, so we're going to expand on that in just a moment. But at this point, verse 9, Paul now directs his attention towards six elements that are are healthy, are are available, are, are, are present in a healthy church. The first element is found in verse 9. For we are both God's workers, and you are God's field, and you are God's building. 
Paul writes. And so uh, when we look through the scriptures, we find that the church is the, church is the uh, assembly of believers. We find that the church is described with various metaphors. For instance, we're called in some places a family. In other places, we're called a body. In some other places, we're called a flock. In fact, that was uh, Jesus' favorite description of us. And here, Paul uses the metaphors field and building. And what he says is, you are God's field. You are God's building. So the first element in a healthy church is the recognition that the church belongs to God. It doesn't belong to the pastor. It doesn't belong to the elders. It doesn't belong to the board. It doesn't belong to the denomination. It doesn't belong to the largest contributors. It doesn't belong to the government. It belongs to God. This is not Pastor Layton's church. It's not Pastor Sheely's church. It's God's church. Pastor Layton and Pastor Sheely are merely busboys here serving God. Now, a second element of a healthy church is found in the next verse, verse 10. Because of God's grace to me, I have laid the foundation like an expert builder. Now, that may first strike you as sounding rather arrogant on, uh, of Paul to claim to have laid a foundation like an expert builder, but look at that, how he phrases Uh, how he prefaces his comment. He says, because of God's grace to me. And what he's doing there is he's saying, "It's, it's all God. I'm giving the glory to God. I could not do what I'm doing if it wasn't for God. God gets all the glory. So the second element of a healthy church is that it must be well designed. It must be well architected. Physical buildings have to be well designed, well architected, in order to withstand storms, and earthquakes. And likewise, healthy churches need to be well-designed, they need to be well-architected in order to weather spiritual storms and spiritual earthquakes. They need competent staffs and adequate tools and effective policies and procedures and balanced budgets for their situation and mission, all assembled according to scriptural principles. Now, there's a third element that is found here of a healthy church, and that is that it is not personality-centric. Paul writes concerning the foundation he laid, now others are building on it. In other words, the work does not revolve around a single person, one charismatic superstar. Uh, We've all seen what happens to churches when they have been built around a charismatic superstar, and that superstar leaves the scene for whatever reason. The church collapses. No healthy church is built around one charismatic superstar or one person. The foundation should be so well established that others can continue to build on it. Now, the fourth element is that everything must be clearly for the purpose of glorifying Jesus. Whoever is building on this foundation must be very careful, for no one can lay any foundation other than the one that we already have, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is the foundation of the church. Jesus Christ is the core. Jesus Christ is the center. Jesus Christ is the fulcrum. Jesus Christ is the purpose. Jesus Christ is the goal of all that we do. Jesus is God who became a man to reveal to us God's love for us, God's plan for our salvation, to go to Calvary's cross, pay the wages of our sin, go into that tomb, come out of the tomb on the third day just as he promised. And when we sing, it's about Jesus. And when we pray, it's in Jesus' name. And when we preach, it's all about Jesus. 
Our foundation as individuals, as families, and as a church family is in Jesus Christ. Our ministries glorify the name of Jesus Christ. It's all about Jesus Christ. That's the foundation. Now, just this week, one of our promotions team was putting together a campaign on behalf of our school that was going into some local venues, and the managers of those venues came and said, hey, we don't have a problem if you use the word God, but we have a problem if you use the word Jesus or Christ because it could be controversial. Well, we got a problem with that because the name of our school is Highlands Christian Schools. It's right there in the name. That's, it's, it's who we are. It's what we're about. Now, why is it? Okay, to use the name God, but not the name Jesus in, in, in our, at least our little part of America today. Well, it's because in, in America, the word God has become a generic title, a placeholder. And anyone can name their own God. For instance, some people name their God Allah. And in our increasingly pluralistic society, it teaches that all religions and all gods are equally acceptable and that there are many paths that lead to God. And that's where the problem comes. Because Jesus claimed to be exclusive. Jesus said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. And so the problem that they have is that Jesus says, "Uh uh-uh, it's just me. The others aren't going to get you where you need to go. Now, the fifth element of a healthy church is that it's built with quality workmanship and materials. Verse 12, anyone who builds on that foundation may use a variety of materials, gold, silver, jewels, wood, hay, or straw. But on judgment day, fire will reveal what kind of work each builder has done. The fire will show if a person's work has any value. If the work survives, that builder will receive a reward. But if the work is burned up, the builder will suffer great loss. The builder will be saved, but like someone barely escaping through a wall of flames. Now, when I read this, I am reminded of the creation story. You know, the creation story tells about how God created the the sun and the moon and the earth and the stars and everything, and it describes it in one very short chapter. That means that every word in that chapter is really, really important. And what we find is there are certain words that are repeated, and when words are repeated, that means that they're really, really, really important. And what we find is that at the end of every day of creation, God stepped back, looked at his work, and said, it is good. Now, what does that tell us? It tells us a couple of things. First one, it tells us that God evaluates his own work. Secondly, he takes pride in his work. Thirdly, he wants quality work. He said, I did a good job. This is good. And at the end of the project, he said, it is very good. Now, I suspect that if he couldn't say it is good, he probably would have kept working until he could say it is good. Good. It is very good. And we as Christians, as children of our Heavenly Father, should follow our Heavenly Father's example. And we should look at our work. We should evaluate our work. We should be able to say, it is good. I did a good job. Christians should have a reputation for providing the very highest quality workmanship that's available any place. 
Now, when we build the kingdom, we minister. We, we, when we build our lives, we should never use cheap shortcuts. We should always use only the very best in materials and workmanship. If we're preaching, then we need to prepare as best we can, uh, present as best we can, and always be looking for ways to improve our communications skills. If we're Sunday school teachers, we should never just slop things together just before the class just to fill the time. If we're ushers, we should always serve with all of our hearts our congregation. And if we're coming with our tithes and our offerings, we shouldn't come with the leftovers. We should give God the very, very best. And that is a great place to close out today's program here on Study Verse by Verse with Pastor Leighton Sheely from Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno. Well, we trust we have encouraged you to do just that. Give God your very, very best. If you have questions about today's program, maybe you'd like to know more about Church of the Highlands here in San Bruno, Pastor Leighton Sheely, or this radio program, Study Verse by Verse. You're welcome to visit our website, highlands.us. That's highlands.us. A lot of information there, as well as some great resource materials, highlands.us. Thank you for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we continue the week in 1 Corinthians on study, verse by verse. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.